fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I've been having the hardest time today and yesterday trying to get back into the swing of things after this holiday with Memorial on Monday. I truly, honestly still think today is Tuesday, the second day of the week, but it's not. It's actually the middle of the week, and I think that's good news for many people. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas. On our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV, plus our live streaming, podcasting. We appreciate you, your millennial general, reporting for duty the way we do every single day. And boy, do we have a show for you. I want to try and compare a little bit of hypocrisy, if it's hypocrisy, or if we're all the way out in left field. We'll get to that in a second. No, we appreciate you. You can find us all over our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitch, um... I think that's all of them, at Hoosier Reason. Also, the website at HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. Coming up, bottom of the hour, we have Dr. Ramel Green. We've had her on the program before. We look forward to chatting with her. Author of Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life, as she talks about the bias against male students nowadays because, well, you're male, so you're just evil and toxic, and we need to uh, beta male you, and we need to teach you in a different way, and we need to, instead of just the broad-spectrum generalization of education, we need to tailor it to individuals based on how they best learn. And, oh, by the way, let's stop giving kids Ritalin for a second, shall we? They won't sit still in class for eight hours a day. I don't know why the kid just doesn't want to, like, sit, in their, sit at their desk for 10 hours straight and not actually move a muscle. I don't know why they're getting antsy and starting to act up. Maybe we should give them Ritalin drives me nuts. We'll talk about all that at the bottom of the hour. And uh, she was great guest. Looking forward to chatting with her in a little bit. Plus, we do have, I've been, yes, almost a daily segment on this program about the weird news of the day and some of the stuff that may be coming out this month. Weird news of the day. Yeah. So we'll get to that here in just a little bit as well. I don't care what you think. I find it quite entertaining, and I think it's going to change a lot of stuff. But Barack Obama has now officially come out and made some comments on some of the weird news of the day. So we'll get to that here a little bit later as well. But I I want to really focus on for a second the news that we've seen lately that I think is a cause for concern and maybe not getting as much attention as it needs to. And maybe we're doing it to ourselves. You ever had those times where you're just literally causing the issues in your life yourself? You're the one that's, whether you believe in karma, whether you just believe in bad mojo, whether you're just having a bad day, but you kind of cause those issues. You like maybe were a little lazy on doing a project, so now the lazy project fell apart, and now it's your fault because it happened. You got to admit that to yourself sometimes. I'll be the prime example of that because I make a lot of projects where I've kind of done it halfway. I'm like, ha it's good enough, and then a year later it falls apart, and man, you got to redo the work. Got to redo the work. There's other times where you really do put in all the effort and then you still have to redo the work because of other people causing the issues. That's frustrating as well. But nonetheless, we cause a lot of our own issues. And are we doing that in our own violation of privacy? Are we doing that in our own violation of uh, violating our privacy, violating our Fourth Amendment, when we openly give the government or openly give companies our personal information and then wondering, gee, I wonder why my information was compromised. Just what, a month ago now, month and a half ago, whatever it was, we had the hacking of the pipeline where it stalled 
fuel. And now we see massive increases in gas prices, primarily on the East Coast, but really all over the place. Thanks, Joe Biden, and your inflation done well there. Biden, you feeling good today? Doing all right? Doing all right? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. All right, making sure. Making sure because inflation's going up. But that's right. That's just a sign of your economic plan and how successful you're actually uh, doing right now, right? Yeah, yeah, there is that. So we had the pipeline hacked, and we ended up paying a ransom for it. Now we had the pipeline running again, but we saw the prices go up, and it took a few weeks for them to get everything backed up to square. And I'm sure on the East Coast, there still are a lot of issues with having shortages on fuel, and that's when we had people you know, carrying gasoline in garbage baggies and in, in, in grocery baggies, because why the heck not? That's not going to tip over a spill at all, and that's totally sanitary and going to be clean for your vehicle makes all the sense in the world then we see these two headlines that i came across today one of them from the associated press the largest meat producer getting back online after a cyber attack jbs the world's largest meat processing company this is out of australia has resumed most production after a week of cyber attacks but experts say the vulnerabilities exposed by this attack and others are far more uh, far from resolved jbs notified the federal government the ransom demand came from the ransomware gang of Revil, R-E-V-I-L, almost like evil, evil, but with an R, which is believed to operate out of Russia, according to a person familiar with the situation who is not authorized to discuss it publicly. Revil has not posted anything about the hack on its dark website, but they say that's not unusual. The syndicate says a rule don't post about attacks when they're in the in uh, initial negotiations with the victims or if the victims have paid a ransom. JBS hasn't discussed the ransom demand in its public statements, phone and email messages seeking comment were left with the company as of Wednesday, uh, being today from the Associated Press. The largest meat producer of JBS had a hack, and now they're almost back to full functionality. Uh, Then we see this one. And by the way, there's hacks going on all over the country right now, all over the place, all the time. We can't say these are just isolated cases right now. It's something that happens nonstop. Here's another one. Massachusetts Steamship Authority hit by ransomware attack and ferries were delayed. The more we become more and more dependent on computers and technology and innovations, There's going to be people that are hacking it because they can hold you ransom for money, because they have the power, because they just want to sabotage. If you realize there's a lot of concern about the country getting hit, either the utilities, which is why the whole different um, demographics or different areas or different regions around the country during the cold spell in having utility companies, either a regional thing, a statewide thing or a national organized thing, they're concerned about it being hacked. And I see the pros and cons. If you have it regional for you utilities, for example, and different you know gas lines and pipelines and, and utility and electricity, if you have it regional, then if someone does hit it, then it only hits regionally. But at the same time, you may not have as many resources for the security to try and stop the ransomware. But if you do it nationally and centralize everything, which I'm against centralization on just about everything because of the conservatism in me, I don't like centralized government controlling everything. If the centralized government does it, then sure, they may be able to protect the software from getting hacked or corrupted in some way, shape or form. But if it does, then you're affecting everybody. So there's pros and cons on both sides of it. But. With steamships, with pipelines, with meat packing facilities, why they would even target something like that, I just don't get other than it being a company. We're going to hold all of your data for your shipping and for your transporting and for your business and for your employees and for your payroll. And we're going to hold all that hostage until you pay us money. And with all of this going on, do we openly give ourselves the opportunity to be hacked? 
I mean, we do have new apps right now. We have, obviously, tracking devices with our GPS and our phone. We have uh, Google that just follows us everywhere. Have you ever gone on and actually seen your GPS and it actually sees the bullet points that you've gone? Mine just looks like a straight shot to and from work every single day. So, you know what? It, you're probably going to know where I am if you're tracking my GPS on my phone and my Google on my phone. You're going to know where the voice of reason actually is, either in the studio or at home. There's not a whole lot of other places that I really go. But I still don't like you travel. I just I don't like you tracking that. I don't want you to know. You don't need to know. It's on a need to know basis with the quote unquote metadata that the government takes every single day. We openly give it to them. There was a study just a couple of years ago about my generation, the millennials, where uh, it was close to 60 percent of my generation was OK giving their personal data to the government uh, by signing up for an email that they know would be tracked by the government on like a Gmail or something like that. For a free pizza, meaning they're openly okay, cool, with the government knowing everything about them and violating all of their privacy for a free pizza. That's the level that they really don't care about their privacy rights because they're used to it. My generation's used to it. We have our social media where we have our entire livelihoods on there. We have our emails to where we track things. We have our smartphones with our GPS and with the, all the web browsers that we have and all the apps that we have that everybody tracks and the government knows about and they can look at it at any time. And we just, we're so accustomed and numb to it now, we just don't care. And if they have all that information, would they be able to use it against us? So while we see these stories all the time of you know, different meatpacking plants and different companies or different pipelines and utilities or with steamships or with uh, whatever getting hacked, it seems like news and we look at it as news of like, oh, wow, that's really sad. But is it really a big concern for some people or is it just like, yeah, oh, well, like the information was out there. It was about to happen at some point. I'm a little concerned that we're becoming a little too numb and accustomed to this type of thing, which is why, again, that goes back to my lifestyle. If I had the ability to do so, I would totally just like, you know, live off the grid completely and do my radio show, you know, from the studio and come into technology, but then go off and live off in La La Land where I don't have any type of electricity in any way, shape or form in my home. I would be okay with something like that because I think that eventually people are going to get tired of the censorship, tired of the uh, even the uh, we can go into the censorship of content and and shadow banning and blocking your content. Because if you're part of it, then they now control it. At the same time, we don't have the privacy. We have modified drones, which I'm sure plays into part of the UAPs and the UFOs that everybody sees is what's that in the sky? Some of it may even be drones now. But according to the drive.com, new details emerge on the quote, highly modified drones that outran police helicopters in Tucson, Arizona. As they were chasing a drone and it was gone. As they were, and I'm sure they at first they thought, "Wow, maybe this is a UFO." When come to reality, it was just a new type of modified drone. I'm sure that's going to play into part of the report that comes out earlier this year or later this month as well. But we have drones spying on us. We have safety measures of GPS and Google tracking us. Then we have apps where we openly say, "I want you to track me, please." We have apps for COVID. Oh, have you gotten the vaccine? Were you around a cluster? Did people actually get exposed to you that had the virus? Guess what? We're going to notify you. You Download this app. We'll track where you're around, who you're around, what you're doing, where you're going. And if you ever come across anybody that may have tested positive for the virus, you're now considered part of that as we try and do the whatever they call it, the contact tracing. And they find you and notify you in that app. Oh, you were around this person yesterday around 4 p.m. when you were at Walmart. You need to be aware of that because you need to self-quarantine now. We have 
openly saying, please track my information. We have kid trackers. I'm sorry. I will never. I know we live in a different time. I know we live in an odd time right now. And that's kind of the norm. And that's kind of just a thing that people are aware of and just kind of go with and accept in today's times. I will not put a child tracker on a phone for my child. Now, number one, my daughter will not be getting a phone until high school because she doesn't need to be walking around with technology like that all the time, the earbuds in and completely zoned out to the world just looking on her phone. She's not going to be doing that. Sorry, she's seven now. Yesterday was her birthday, and thank you, by the way, for all the birthday wishes for her. It was really cool. We loved that and appreciate all the messages on social media from that. We do appreciate that. That was awesome. Um, But she's not going to get a phone, and when she does, it's going to be in high school, and no, I am not putting a GPS tracker or a child tracker on her phone to know where she's at at all times. Oh, she's at a party. Oh, she's out playing sports. Oh, she's having fun with her friends. I'm not doing that. I'm just not. I don't like it. She deserves privacy. We're raising her right to where we trust her and what kind of decisions she's making, but we don't need to monitor like the, the sites that she's going to go to, and we don't need to monitor her phone to know where she's at. That is, to me... In my humble opinion, that is an abuse of the parent-child relationship. I want to teach her right to know what's right and wrong, and she can make those own decisions. And we'll be here for her when she needs us, but I'm not going to do that to her. We're not going to be the overbearing helicopter parent that the majority of my generation is. Not doing it. Because I don't like that. I like the privacy. But we openly give ourselves to the technology companies, and then we freak out when there's a hack or when there's some type of corruption or when... It gets used against us, and then we get mad when we kind of do it to ourselves, don't we? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a midweek celebration. Again, hard to believe it's already Wednesday. We have the end of the week coming up right around the corner before you even know, before Joe Biden even realizes where the heck he's at in the White House. (laughs) See what we did there? That's called a joke. Welcome in. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. Thanks for hanging out. You can find us on the social media at Hoosier Reason. Also the website at HoosierReason.com. Do we do things to ourselves because we openly give the information then get upset when things go sour? Uh, we do. We are a little bit more trusting than I think we should be, which is why many conservatives are like, just leave me alone. Let me do my own thing. I don't want to sign up for social media. I don't want to actually get a smartphone. I don't want to get an internet or TV or high speed, whatever. I just, uh, d- d- just don't do it. I don't want to be part of that. And you kind of have to to function in society nowadays, which is unfortunate because as we go that and, and look, I'm not against technology. Obviously, I'm in radio and I do the video streaming and I do audio and I'm building my own studio and we're doing this. I mean, I, and I'm programming and IT stuff and engineering. stuff. I mean, I'm learning so much and I get it and I enjoy that. And there's a lot of really, really, really good technology. So don't get me wrong. Technology is not bad. It's how you use it. And when you have an opportunity to be taken advantage of somebody's going to find a way to take advantage of you that's just the way the world that's humanity that's the way the human population is there's always going to be those people Uh, it's that question are people inherently good or are people inherently bad i think people are inherently good but then when given the opportunity there's some that just fall down that road of trying to take advantage any way they possibly can for their own personal gain which is unfortunate because we shouldn't have to go down that but if there is a uh, hackable system to uh, get some money and hold something ransom and blackmail, people are going to do that. So how do we continue to protect ourselves but yet not be surprised when something bad actually happens? It's like the COVID year. We've had a year of COVID, which is unfortunate. We've had politicians abuse and take advantage of that system because why the heck not? I mean, when they tell you you have to wear a mask or you're going to die, then, you know, I, I mean... People start to uh, wear masks when you say you need to socially distance or else you're going to probably die. Now, the latest one, of course, is you need to get the vaccine or else you're going to spread the virus and probably kill more people. I mean, so you have that. I mean, instead of just saying, you know what, you can socially distance if you want to. We encourage you to wear a mask. We don't want you to spread the virus. But here's exactly how the virus works. And we're not seeing clusters from people spreading it from each other. Really, we're seeing more of it in the air because it is an airborne thing. And we're seeing clusters based on wind direction is where we see people start to spread this sort of thing. And oh, by the way, we want you to get the vaccine. We encourage you to get the vaccine. But you don't have to because if you're not in that demographic of very vulnerable people of really 65 years or older or immune compromised, or overweight because if you're overweight then you do have harder times with your respiratory system and therefore it's going to attack you more because it's strained more and we know this because we've studied it for a year and we know the demographics if you're not in those categories we recommend that you take some vitamins do some exercise eat healthy and continue to maintain a healthy lifestyle and then you're 99.5 percent fine which is what i'm doing but they don't teach you that because again when you have the opportunity to take advantage of they're going to find a way to take advantage of speaking of the guy who's supposed to be in it for us you know helping us not in it for the own personal reasons the fact that he's the highest paid federal employee in the country dr anthony fauci he's not there for his own personal gain he's there to really help the people he's a people kind of person right he's a people kind of person now i don't know if they're true or not but i saw that apparently a bunch of his emails have been leaked 
personal emails to different individuals have been leaked to the public. I read some of them. Don't again, don't hold me to it. Not sure if they're actually accurate or verified or true or not. But I saw some of them, some of them where he's like, oh, yeah, here's the vulnerable population, the one that I just explained to you. Um, so I, he was telling somebody, maybe I recommend you not get the vaccine, but get this type of vaccine instead or or do this or whatever. But he's really admitted and he did early back on to that. You don't need a mask. You don't need the vaccine. And then he changed his tone when he was going to get patented uh, money from that as well. Well, he's also coming out with a book release called Truth. It is going to be appearing in the Disney back documentary. Um, as he talks about his book Truth to promote his quote-unquote truth during the pandemic for his own personal gain. Again, to me, that just makes him less credible in my eyes. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out today. The post-to-post Monday, the pre-pre-Friday celebration. That's the way we roll today in the middle of the week. Again, doesn't seem like it because of the holiday for Monday, but yet we are here in the middle of the week. You only have a couple days left before you get to kick back and enjoy yet again. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. We're having more fun on this program than Joe Biden walking up the stairs. <laughs> See what we did there? See? Let's do another one, right? Stumbling through a program like Joe Biden through a press conference. <laughs> there we go. I'll be here for another half hour. Thanks. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Uh, you can find us all on our social media at Who's Your Reason. I'm super excited. I want to get right to our next guest. As last time we had her on the program, we got a great response. Everybody loved her. We got some really good feedback from a lot of listeners. She is the author of Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life. Also the executive director for The Boys Initiative. You can find them online at boysinitiative.org. Super excited to have back on the pro, uh, program Dr. Vermel Green with here. Doctor, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing well, my friend. Doing just sparkling. Oh, good. It's so good to talk to you again. We loved having you on the program last time. And the education, I mean, I'm sure we all agree that educating the youth of America is probably the most important thing we can do because I'm a little concerned about younger generation. I mean, I'm millennial and I apologize for my generation every day. I, I can only imagine what the younger generations are going to be doing soon, uh, but getting them on the right track, educating them properly and getting them a proper foundation is so essential for the continuation of the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, my fear is that 
our children are not being taught our history and our heritage. Mm. We have a proud history in, in America. And unfortunately, there is a segment in society that's trying to make America to be the bad guys. But we have a whole lot to offer. We have offered a lot over the years. And that has made us strong, our unity. And there are some who are out to destroy the unity that makes America great. Amen to that. It's really scary to hear when we hear about some of the the opposition right now of just teaching. I mean, and I didn't realize it went this low. I've, I mean, I went through college. I saw the college university professors about, you know, America's evil. Capitalism's the worst thing on the face of the earth. We need this communist socialist society, this unity where everybody's just working for the government, apparently. And that's a really good thing. But the fact that now we're teaching in our K through 12 education system that the nation was just based upon lies and frauds and just people with property and with land and with money and power. And therefore everything they wrote, the documents of our founding fathers, our, our constitution, our way of life, the, the rights that we have instilled through the constitution, all of that's garbage. We need to throw all that out because all those people were bad. That's a bad foundation when you're trying to raise someone to be a productive member of a society, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. Because those founding fathers, no, they weren't perfect. Who is? But they wrote documents that gave America its soul. And it it shows that they were men of faith, that they were men of character, and they created a democracy, something that had never been done before, this great American experience. An experiment. And unfortunately, we have those who want, as you said, want to just make it out to be just one bad decision after another. But that is not true. And this country has been blessed by God over the years. And we have been fortunate. We are better here than any other country. I know of no other country where people are risking their lives, you know, walking thousands of miles, braving uh, pitiful little boats over oceans and and rivers to get here. No other country that I know of has that happening. So America is truly great, and everyone on the planet knows that except some of the people who live here. Yeah. Which is really unusual. <laughs> well, I think I think we've gone through. I mean, I love to talk about the the cycles of a society where the first uh, first part there's nothing, and they work so hard to build something up and to create something, and they spend their they dedicate their entire lives to create that thing. The second generation that comes in sees the hard work and continues that advancement and makes it bigger and makes it better. The third generation, though, or the third cycle, is I guess is what we're in right now, where. They don't see the hard work of building it from nothing. They don't see the hard work of preserving it as such. We haven't seen a war on our soil for such a long time. We don't understand the preciousness of what we have, where we take advantage of it. We don't appreciate it. We start trashing it, and it falls apart and crumbles to begin a new cycle of having to rebuild again. Do you, do you see it that, well as, that way as well? Are we in that cycle of just taking advantage and not appreciating, and we're going to see it start crumbling here pretty soon? Absolutely. And I and I really, you know, parents, I fault us. You know, we didn't teach our children. We didn't uh, have them actually work hard. We gave them so much. We put their esteem up on a pedestal. It was We didn't want them to fail. We didn't want them to hurt. We didn't want them to be hungry, to be without. And so we gave them so much that they couldn't really appreciate it. Did we make them work for it? No. We just said, hey, it's easier just to give it to them. And, in fact, our kids have gotten so materialistic that, you know, Almost the thought of having to work for something seems seems anathema to them. So parents, 
we have to kind of look our, at ourselves in the mirror and take a hard look and realize that the, the frailties and the and, and the failures of some of our children rest rest right on our backs. That we have not held them to the high standard that many of us were held to. Our parents made us work hard. You know, they didn't give us so much. But unfortunately, we have parents. In fact, that was one reason why I retired, Andy. It wasn't the kids. It was the parents. The parents who would, you know, come and and argue with you because they received a a B-plus instead of an A. Or parents who said, well, no, my child would never lie to me. You know, and and, and I believe my child over the principal of the school. I believe my child wouldn't. And I'm thinking to myself, ma'am, why would I lie on a 10-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to hurt me. So parents, allow your children to fail. They learn through failure. They learn through disappointments. And so when we shield them and try to keep them from the disappointment that makes us all better people, it hurts them. It weakens them. Wow. I'm so glad you said that. I, that's what's bothered me, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to ask it. Was the parents now, Did I mean, you were a teacher. You got to see this. You worked with children. Did you see the transition from when you would tell a parent, hey, your kid needs some help, and they would turn on the, the child to say, what the heck are you doing? Why aren't you paying attention? Why aren't you actually getting your work done? To that transition from that to now turning to the teacher, and why didn't you give them that participation trophy because they showed up? I mean, is that what we're talking about here? Is Oh, you know what? My kid deserves it because they showed up, and by golly, you just need to give them that A. I mean, when did that transition happen? Oh, and it did happen. It happened slowly, but it did happen. In fact, I was telling someone not too long ago how it was when when I was young that not only was my teacher able to spank me, but when my parent found out that the teacher had to spank me, I could count on another spanking once I got home. In fact, I think anyone in our neighborhood had been given carte blanche permission to discipline Vermel. If you see her doing something wrong, just snatch her up and spank her. You know, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, you would be, you know, put in jail for child abuse now. But that has happened. That has changed over the years. And, and I guess that's a good thing in some respects. But also the fact that, as you said, that parents now are quick to believe their children. And I used to tell parents, I said, ma'am, I take my kids to church sometimes two and three times a week. But I know if I back them up in a corner and they don't see any way out, they are going to lie. They are going to do whatever they can to get out of it. So if you are under the misconception that your child would never lie to you, oh, my, you are in for a rude awakening. Mm. So teachers, and I and I really, my heart goes out to teachers because not only are they battling some of the discipline problems that are happening with the children, they then have to battle the discipline problems in the parents. Yeah, well, that's concerned. We're talking, talking with Dr. Vermel Green, author of Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy. Uh, as a teacher... I'm sure that the hands have been kind of tied for this. I mean, they can't punish anyone anymore. You can talk to a student. You can maybe throw them into tension, but sometimes that doesn't work either. But, I mean, really without the uh, – not necessarily the spanking, like you said. I mean, uh, a lot of that's a good thing that that's probably gone to the wayside. But, I mean, when you see videos, it drives me nuts, and I see my blood boiling when I see these videos of students that are abusing teachers, of smacking papers out of their hand, of pushing them down onto the desks and screaming in their face. I don't know what kind of parenting there's going on there, but I mean, I want to, you know, it, it, it makes my blood boil in the fact that teachers can't do anything about it. 
Unfortunately, that is the case. And and what makes it even worse is when they have administrators, and administrators are like their last line of defense. And when you have weak-kneed administrators refusing to back up their teachers, you know, who refuse to stand up the parents and said, no, ma'am, I'm going to help my teacher, and your child is this, and your child is that, telling the parents the truth. Unfortunately, parents many times will go over even the administrator's head, but still administrators must support their teachers. Yes, I'm not saying that every teacher is, you know, an angel. There are some teachers out there who should not even be in the classroom, but the majority of our teachers are doing a great job under really adverse circumstances, and they're working hard to help our children. So parents, please support your teachers. Please, please realize that children are children. You used to be a child parent. You know how you acted when you were a child, playing one against the other. And the children of 2021 are no different than the twin, than the children of of the 1990s. Yeah, they're masterminds of it. Dr. Vermont, can you stick over one more segment with us? we got to take a break here. Uh, but I'd love to stick over because I want to continue this conversation with, with what's going on maybe with the curriculum and education system. That way, I mean, when parents are frustrated with some of the teachings going on, how do we change some of that? We have the Department of Education at the federal level. We have uh, the local school districts around the country that may set some curriculum, but uh, and then the state levels as well and the State Board of Education as well that set a lot of curriculum. So let's take a break. When we come back, I want to go down that road on what we can do to make the education system the best it possibly can for public education because it's tough. Or is it the idea of school vouchers and school choice and private schools and charter schools? Do we go down that road as well? A lot of ways that we can try and help our youth of America. Dr. Vermel Green, we'll do that when we come back right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the Voice of Reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Just a few minutes left before we wrap up today for a midweek celebration. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, doing the thing we do every single day. So I'm still, for whatever reason, battling, I guess. It's a cold thing. I don't know. I feel great. It's just annoying. And that's the only way I can describe it. It's annoying. I feel fine. But yesterday I, I was coughing through the show a little bit. Today I feel a little bit better. A little bit of a strain, but not bad. So we're making it through. Uh, and you know what it is? No, it's not COVID. No, I did not take a vaccine. I'm not going to get the vaccine. What I did do, however, is do what normal people do, is like take regular cold medicine. And not even cold medicine. I did the natural thing. I took a, a tablespoon of honey last night and this morning. And I took a tablespoon of elderberry concentrate last night and this morning, along with my daily routine of vitamins and everything, keeping me going. And I'm already like feeling awesome and the throat thing's starting to go away. So... That's it. That's all you got to do, man. That's all you got to do. I love it. Dr. Vermel Green, author of Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life. Also executive director of the Boys Initiative. You can find him online, boysinitiative.org. Doctor, let's let's talk about public education for a second. And let's, uh, let's say some teachers are, or some parents are frustrated, not with the teacher per se, but with the curriculum, with what they're being taught, as we mentioned, with some of the anti-American uh, rhetoric that's being taught in our public education system. If we want that stuff changed, what can we do? Is it out of our hands because it's from the uh, from the State Board of Education and from the Department of Education at the federal level? Uh, can we talk to our school districts or talk to our school board? I mean, what can we do to change that stuff if we are concerned about what, what our students are actually being taught? Our parents have a lot of power. Unfortunately, they don't realize it because chances are they were raised, many of them are raised in a time that, well, the school, are the, uh, they, they are the experts, the educators, they're the experts, and, you know, they just need to let us know what to do. No, parents, you have a lot of power. And it really starts at the local level. If parents would attend school board meetings, a lot of school board meetings are, you know, we have the school board members and the administrators that have to be there and just a handful of parents. Parents need to get involved. You need to be there with the decision makers and seeing just up close and personal what's being voted on and what is being proposed. This season of being at home with your child has opened the eyes of a lot of parents as they looked over the shoulders of their children as they worked on on computer or work, worked virtually they began to see wait a minute they're teaching you this this is how they teach you this is how they have you this is what they expect you to do no wonder <laughs> you don't know this no wonder you acting you're acting like this so this has really been a wake-up call for a lot of parents that they see now that they cannot just sit back and trust everything that's going on because there are segments in just about every state that 
they want your children, and there's a segment that wants to indoctrinate your children. A lot of times they want to teach your children what you may not necessarily want them to be taught or want them to learn. So parents at the local level, the states, a lot of the states, at least in the states where we are located, the state board of education really has to defer to the local boards. In fact, it's written in the state constitution that the local boards of education have more power. The wow. state can decide certain things, but it is at the local. So parents, speak up, get involved. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. That is not a worn-out adage. That is something that is true. Band together with other parents, and you be there. You demand to see the curriculum, and you demand... To, that the curriculum be explained to you. You go to those schools. You ask the principal, show me that curriculum. What are you teaching my child? Because if you've given over your child to public education, then you need to be involved. Yeah, amen to that. Last question before we let you go. we got just about a minute left here, but do you think many parents depend too much on public education to teach them everything on some life skills. I mean, here in Kansas, we just shot down the, the state legislature just passed and the governor vetoed a bill on a financial literacy class to learn about personal finances in order to graduate high school. Do we depend too much on public education to teach about certain life skills that should maybe go back to the parents to actually be involved in their kids? I would think that parents would be the first educators, especially in issues of morality uh, the first teachers an issue of character and religion and faith, they have to be because schools can't do it. And when they do try to do it, they're not teaching the morality that many parents once taught. There it is. Dr. Vimal Green, please teach me like I'm a boy is the book. Also executive director of the Boys Initiative. Visit them online, boysinitiative.org. Vimal, it's so good to talk to you. I love having you on the program. You're one of my favorite guests. Let's do this again here real soon. Oh, please, Andy, and you take care, and thank you for inviting me. Hey, always a pleasure. We'll get you back on again here real soon. That does it for us today. A podcast going up in just a little bit. We got a laundry list of stuff to talk about the next few days, so make sure to stay tuned in all over the place, radio, TV, and the live stream. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a wonderful Wednesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.